again, everybody. Hey, Chicago Ringrats. Welcome back to another Chicago Ringcast via the ring. My name is Andy Campbell. I'm here with two of the regulars, two beauties. I've got the Bardo here and Shawnee Fitzgerald. What's happening, guys? One week later, let's get back into some stuff tonight. What do you say? Sounds good. Let's roll. Sounds great to me. Awesome. Shawnee, tell me about the lid. Uh, today is a AFC Richmond trucker hat. I got it on uh, Amazon after I watched the uh, show Ted Lasso on Apple TV. I really enjoyed it. I actually just read a great article on Vulture yesterday about okay. how if you missed, if you didn't see Nate's like turn coming in season two, uh, okay. spoiler alert, sorry, uh, you weren't paying attention to him just like Ted wasn't. Oh. So, Oh, wow. So yeah. Like condemning people that aren't following things close enough well i i guess but i mean i saw part of it but i didn't see the big thing so but i i enjoyed it so i bought a hat fair enough fair you know enough. I, I have an addiction yeah you sure do that's to say the least bardo what's going on man how are you what's new in your world nothing is new in my world at all I'm trying to dodge the covid bullet and um that's pretty much it the Hawks still stink, so what else is now? Yeah, yeah, and about that, about that. We're going to talk about these guys a little bit. Um, at any rate, folks, Andy, before uh, well, we do that, are you wearing a University of Michigan hat? I am wearing the hat of, yes, their Big Ten championship hat. That uh, was a gift uh, from my father for Christmas. Yeah, they faded out fast, but, you know, don't want to don't want to forget that run and that, that game uh, at Ohio State. Or against Ohio I State. I do need to give you props. I do need yeah. to give Michigan props because they beat my UMass Minutemen twice. Last there you week. go. They sure did. My father was at that as well, which is awesome. And a reminder, point. I got a good story about my pops. I want to give him a shout out at the end. Now that now that Shawnee did the birthday deal last week, which was awesome, by the way. So shout yeah, out my dad, my dad had a Facebook post about it. He was very happy about it. So and if we do a pod next week, I have two birthdays next week. There you go. My, my mother and my wife's are next there week. There you go. All right. Yep. Fitzgerald reunion. We'll get after it. <laughs> um, before we begin, folks, before we launch into it, shout out to our sponsors, www.puck, puck hockey, P-U-C-K-H-C-K-Y.com. Use discount code in all caps, the rink, for 10% off in any merchandise. You spend 100 bucks there, they'll get you a free shirt. And they got some good loot. I'm not wearing any tonight, uh, but uh, but there's some good stuff going on. So there's one thing going on in the Blackhawks world that maybe, maybe we can say, dare I say, is a positive. And that is the debut of Lucas Reichel tonight. Folks, you excited to watch him? What do you guys think? About a half an hour, the Hawks are playing Lucas Reichel. Tell me more about Reichel in the first place, Bardo. Who's this guy? Well, look, I mean, he, he was a first-round pick a couple of years ago. Um, very skilled forward from Germany, I believe. Um, his father played in the NHL for the Calgary Flames, Robert Reichel, I believe. Um, yep. his, but, uh, he's the nephew. I'm sorry. he's It's his uncle. My, my fault. But, yep. um, but yeah, I mean, very skilled. We, he did really, really well in the, uh, in the world championships. He was starting to, you know, show out a little bit in the uh in the ahl as well um but i guess the team thinks he's ready um it makes me a little bit nervous that they're rushing him because quite frankly we're going to burn a year off of his um off his rookie rookie deal 
um, with nothing really to play for. I'd rather wait and get, you know, a whole bunch of kids than just, you know, put him in a line with Kane. What's that going to do for him? But, you know, look, I'm going to root for the kid because I am a Hawks fan. I hope this kid, you know, becomes all that in a bag of potato chips. But um, we'll see. I mean, there's, there's going to be a lot of uh, maybe unfair expectations about the kid. Yeah. But let's see. Yeah, I mean, oh, now wait a minute. Do they do they think he's ready necessarily? I thought Ben Pope reported that there was some sort of plan with him. Shawnee, do you read that article? I what did. I thought they said Ben Pope said he was going to have like kind of like an audition or showcase a couple games up. I believe the rule is you can only play in – you have to play in less than 11 games before you burn a, a year on your ELC. So he'll probably come up for a couple games see where he's at competition wise, what he needs to work on. And then they're supposed to send him down to Rockford for the rest of the year. Okay. Got it. So that's the plan. And I hope they stick to the plan because yeah, they, they really haven't done this. Like a plan like this hasn't been enacted by the Blackhawks front office or anybody since Tavo Taravainen. Right. Because right. he was the last guy that they did this with everybody else. The Ian Mitchell's, the Dylan Sakura's um, are just two that come to my mind where they, the Stan Bowman and now Kyle Davidson hype train, you know, woo, woo, got uh, all Dan Plesak <laughs> and rode on the train into town. Right. And then when they didn't live up to the expectation, everybody was disappointed. And then they were, they were like Ian Mitchell. We still don't know what he is. Dylan Sakura is on his what second or third organization since being with the Hawks. So I, I'm hoping they have a plan for this kid. Cause right now the cupboard's bare besides him. Yeah, in terms no, of forward prospects, he he's it. I mean, I don't, you know, I, you know, maybe eighteen months ago, I was a high and I was high on Evan Barrett, for example, you know, but he's going to be in rock. He might be a permanent AHL guy um, at, at this rate, um, you know, uh, Regula or Regula. Not sure exactly how you pronounce it. Who knows? I don't know if they're taking the time to the to develop him, but you just don't hear about him um, very much. Galvez played the other night, looked pretty good. Um, played over 20 minutes and performed pretty well. He had hop in his step. He was clearly excited to be there. Is he going to be a regular? Who knows? Um, you know, we, we just don't know. I mean, one game, the tail of the tape. I mean, I remember when the Hawks brought up uh, Tara Vinan in 2014, there was really no room for him in the first place. Right. And the, Hawks were, the Hawks were an absolute wagon. And and they brought him up, they gave him a couple games, and then they sent him down. And I, I was actually at the game where they brought him up, and he he was not ready. Um, yeah. So I guess what I am nervous about is Reichel pops in a goal or two in the first two games. They go, okay, you're clearly, you should be here. And then he turns into Kirby doc 2.0, right. uh, you know, a guy that is rushed and, you know, looks lost from time to time out there. So, and I wonder too, just me speculating if he was called up because Derek King's the head coach now, because Derek King Galvis uh, Galvis played under King at Rockford Kurashev, who showed some promise as of late, played under King at Rockford, seems to be playing better as of late. Right. So now maybe because Colleton's not here, um, Derek King seems to be trying to develop some of the younger kids while right. staying competitive. Maybe that's their plan. Right. I, I'm, I, I'm a little nervous, to be honest with you. If Kyle Davidson is going to have the interim tag taken away from him, he's got to get away from the Stan Bowman that era of overhyping prospects and rushing them. Like yeah. they've got to start developing players. That's well, been their biggest shortcoming since the Stanley cup years. One of the biggest knocks on Stan Bowman 
is he didn't develop any. He didn't draft and didn't develop. And now um, his predator, successor who came up under him hopefully is not making the same mistake. Yeah. I still I mean, think they're going to hire – well, I was going to say, I, I still think they're going to hire, whether it's a president of hockey operations or a new GM, somebody from outside the organization is coming in and whether Kyle stays here or not, it may be irrelevant because he may not be the, the person with the final say. But right. my point of bringing that up is, is the fact that we're talking about all these guys like Kurashev and Reichel and whether or not they're going to be good, whether they're going to be, we don't even know if they're going to be here because we have no idea what the blueprint is for this team moving forward. I mean, these people could all be lame. These players could all be lame ducks for all we know, and they could all get traded for all we know. I mean, it's not going to happen realistically, but quite frankly, we just don't know who's part of this core, who is, who's staying. We have no idea what we're developing here. We're yeah, developing I don't, I don't, I don't think there is a core anymore. No, I don't know what the hell the core no, is. There's one the guy, what, Alex Dabrinkit. Yeah, Dabrinkit, yeah. Maybe he's the only, yeah. Maybe he's the only guy you don't trade, or maybe you do, and just, I don't know. We could go on and on about the black. It's I mean, it's, it's it's a mess. It's disarray. It's not productive. The Reichel they thing won two games. They won two games. Congratulations, guys. They're not going to make the playoffs, and they're not going to be bad enough where they're going to get a one or two draft pick. They're forfeiting their pick automatically to Columbus. This Lucas Reichel thing could very well just be a publicity stunt, mm-hmm. you know, because here we are in the, you know, in early January, well, mid-January at this point, and you're looking at a team that's going nowhere. So you're, the, the things that the Hawks and the management are pushing advertising right now are Lewis Reichel and Andrew Shaw Heritage Night. Um, and so, you know, I mean, the New York Rangers are winning a lot of games right now, and they're a very exciting hockey team. And that's why at Madison Square Garden, they're not doing Joey Koser Night. You know, I mean, that's <laughs> – but seriously. So, I mean, it's just like I love Andrew Shaw. Yeah, he was great. Everyone loves the mutt. Great guy. Burned out because of his style of play. Everyone loves this guy. But an Andrew Shaw Heritage Night, come on, guys. I mean, what are we, I mean, you know, it's yeah, and did he correct me if I'm wrong? Did he just like disappear off CSN? I know he or NBC Sports Chicago. I know he was like there with Colby Cohen like once or twice. I don't know if he was just bad and then he just disappeared. I don't know. He was answered or was it after the Kyle Beach uh information came out? No, he he was here uh post Kyle Beach, but he um he was terrible. I don't okay. think he's good. Oh, Colby Cohen's not good either, but that's for another time. Right. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Foley and Enzo are back tonight. Thank God. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that, that's worth tuning in as well as, as Reichel's debut. But that's about it on the Hawks right now. And I, I think we can continue on, but I think we'd go, be going on a very dark road as we always do. Um, you know, and our lights aren't working, driving blind, trying to figure out what this organization is up to, why they're existing, who's in charge, and what is next. And it's a zero-sum game. So that's enough on the Hawks for tonight, unless someone else has something creative going on. The other things we were going to talk about tonight, we got a, we got a good show. We want to touch base briefly on Connor McDavid's recent comments on the potential signing of Evander Kane. Um, and then what we're going to do, folks, is we have our midseason awards, our midseason who wins hardware right now, Hart Trophy, Norris Trophy, Calder Trophy, mid-se- who we give it midseason. And then who's our who's our predicted winner after that? Like who'd you give it to right now? And then who's who's the prediction moving forward? But before we do all that, I I do want to talk a little bit about Connor McDavid's recent interview because the the media is really after him for uh, for what he said when he was asked about the optics uh, of his team 
signing Evander Kane. And I mean, to, to set the, set the table right now uh, for this, I mean, the Edmonton Oilers can seemingly do no right right now as a, as a, as a hockey club. Uh, you know, they were supposed to be dominating. They started off the new year very poorly and they have become a two man show with a uh, dry and Connor McDavid. So at any rate, um, Connor McDavid was asked this question and we're, we're going to play it here. We're going to attempt that share screen thing, which is always very fun. And we're going to, we're going to play the actual, you know, what, what his response was to, when asked about the optics of signing Evander Kane. Here we go. I'm not really here to discuss optic issues. Um, you know, if, if fans don't like it or the media doesn't like it or whatever, I think, um, you know, it's, it's, it is what it is. You know, I'm sure there's lots of things that go on on the ice and, and, and whatnot that, that fans don't like. And, and uh, you know, we don't necessarily have to discuss those up, up here with you guys. So, um, you know, the, the public opinion is, uh, is something that uh, um, obviously matters a lot. Um, you know, but you know, we're here to try to win games and, and, and try to, to, to uh, you know, put together a, a good team on the ice. And, um, you know, Kenny thinks that that's that's what he can do, then that's what he can do. I think, uh, you know, Kenny's got uh, got our, our full support in, in, in what he does. Okay, so, fellas, what do we think? What do we got, Shawnee? What say you about this? So, I think Connor Connor McDavid's biggest misstep in his comments was Evander Kane is not being criticized for what like Evander Kane's issues aren't on the ice. All his right. issues are off the ice. Like he quit on his team and had the shoulders. He's just a genuinely bad guy off the ice. And the fact that Connor McDavid said, um, "We're I'm not here to talk about optics." Well, if you're the captain of your team, the face of your franchise, optics is something that should be important to you. I think he should have just either said, "I'm not in charge of personnel moves." That's Ken Ken Holland's job. Yep. Something like he should have deflected it to Ken. Ken Holland, he shouldn't have had. They should have co- the PR team should have coached him up and said, "Listen, Ken Holland's the one making the move. You're not responsible for this move. You're just res- all you do is play with the people they put on the ice with you, and that's what you're supposed to say. And if they if if they criticize him for that, then whatever. But I think he handled it poorly, and I think NHL teams should really invest in PR firms." Yeah, I mean that's a given. I mean they, they clearly need to train these guys a little bit more. But Bardo, what what was he supposed to say here? What was he you guys and our audience a little bit into my world. So PR one hundred one. You know, uh, sometimes you know I have the opportunity to you know media train and prepare. You know, celebrities, athletes, executives, the whatnot, um, and the first thing you tell them is you do not repeat a negative. And the questions don't necessarily matter. It's more about what the answer is. And quite frankly, he started off as with, with repeating a negative because the word optics in the context of the question is negative. And once he started saying that, if you listen to his answer really closely, it started spiraling down the drain and everything was negative and negative and negative. We know the fans are going to say bad things. We know the fans are going to say bad. It just kept on going and he buried what he should have said towards the back of the inner back of his answer. I mean, he flat out should have just said and take and taken the high road that, you know, I'm, I'm here to play hockey, to win hockey games. You know, that's a question for Ken Holland. 
I'm focused on winning games each and every night. Ended. Yeah. That's it. Short, yeah. sweet, concise. Yeah, I mean, I hear, yeah, I feel that, Bardo. But at the same time, I don't think the media would have let him off the hook for saying that either. I That's mean, fine. Now, now we're in the, now we're in this. Oh, hockey players are only win win only. I mean, I don't think he could have won with anything he said when asked this question. You're probably right, but quite frankly, then he should have just stuck to what I just said. Yeah. And if he was asked a follow up question, you know, it's again, you know, my my focus, you know, as we tell people, stick to your messaging. Uh, you know, it, it's right now. It's really just fo focused on winning. We're focused on winning hockey games, and that's it. He's asked a little bit more about him, and you know, he's he's part of the team now. You know, and, and you know, he's gonna you know work with us, and we're we're gonna, and, and that's it. We're focused well, on. I winning. mean that that could have that could have gone over a little better if he said, "Look, I I don't know everything about Evander's past. You know, I've I've heard about some of this stuff, but if if he yeah. comes here, we're gonna welcome him in, and we're gonna tell him what we expect out of him as a teammate, as a and as a person. That's simple. And then we're it's gonna like, move forward. Sure. And, yeah. yeah, and I mean, hindsight's twenty twenty. It's easy for us to say, "Here's what you right. should." You know, right. and he put on the spot. I mean, he basically just looked like, I don't want to deal with this right now. Like, please right. leave me alone. Like, I'm just I just want to talk about hockey. I don't want to talk about stuff off the ice. Right. Exactly. Everything, I don't... About, that, everything yeah. about that from his answer to his body language to his tone were like, you know, failing grades. It was a failing grade. I mean, right. it was horrible. I, but I, I am actually, but I, you know, at the same time, number one, he didn't praise Evander Kane. He wasn't like, can't wait for him to get here. Oh, yeah. Like, you guys are nuts. Like, yeah, he didn't pull the Jonathan Taves. Yeah, praise yeah, Stan right. Bowman. I mean, you're right. He could have praised, like, like with Taves and Kane when they're sitting there yeah. praising Stan Bowman, you know, after after he got fired, you know, that, that that's a totally different deal. Yeah. Uh, it, it, in my opinion. And I just mm -hmm. like, I did Connor McDavid sound great? No, he didn't. Are the media trying to make an example out of him as what's negative about hockey culture? Absolutely, they are. Absolutely, they are, and I, I, can't I don't blame him because you know what he dug his own grave is what he did. Yeah, he did, but I just I, I'm I'm still kind of like I don't I don't know I'm 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 troubled a little bit with I I think that there was a little bit of, I don't think he could have won with any response to that whatsoever, and taking the high road would have been the best option. Yep, You're probably but, right, yeah. but there's also probably a lesser of two or three evils here. So sure. direct yeah. all those questions to Ken Holland. And just yeah. stick with that. Like Bill Belichick always says, we're on to Detroit. Yeah. We're on to Detroit. Like you just shrug keep repeating shoulders. that. Shrug his shoulders. Just go. We're on to Detroit. We're on to Detroit. Whoever they're playing next. I just yeah. keep saying Detroit. I'm just so, anyway, but that, that's been a real hot button right now on Twitter. And people are really getting after McDavid about it. Um, whereas I, you know, and, and do I think Evander Kane should be signed quickly? Absolutely not. If the Oilers don't sign him, will someone else? Yeah. It's going to yeah. happen. It's going to happen and it's going to happen quickly. Has he learned his lesson? Probably not. But at the same time, I, I don't blame McDavid in this one as much as I blame the Edmonton Oilers. Of course. Right. I agree. You know, it's like, let's throw our captain out there and see if he can handle this very poor decision that we're about to make. Right. And without telling right. him like, Hey, look, we're going to, we're going to stand by and protect you right here. It doesn't seem Ken Holland is very, you know, uh, I don't, I don't, it doesn't sound like the communication lines with him and his coaches and his players is very fluid, right? It's probably not yeah. a fair comparison, but look at Antonio Brown. How many yeah. chances was he going to get? Sure. Yeah. Sure. So true. They. I mean, everybody knows who these guys are. They're just yeah. trying to maximize what they can to win. Yeah. Well, and I mean, ultimately, also, I don't. Evander Kane signing with Edmonton isn't going to help them win. He doesn't play defense, and he doesn't play goalie. I don't understand why they why they would take the risk, like right. the PR, the, any risk in that regard. He doesn't well, put you over the edge. Yeah. 
there's also an, an ego thing in this because coaches and GMs, et cetera, can say, you know what, we've got the culture, we can take care of them, we can fix them. And that's what the Patriots did when they signed um, when, when they signed Antonio Brown. I mean, they were like, we can bring him into our culture, he'll be fine. You know, look at what happened with Corey Dillon, among others. And then, you know, look what happened. It blew up in their face after a week. Yeah. And yeah. let's not forget the Patriots had Anthony Hernandez on the roster. So. Aaron Hernandez, yeah. It, that too. That guy too. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, him. Uh, yeah. So I don't, you know, I mean, I, I, if, if I'm McDavid, if Holland comes up to me, you know, and says, "Hey, how are you doing?" I'd, I've seen that interview. I go, "Yeah, thanks a lot. <laughs> Appreciate it, buddy." Yeah, get in that. Let's take some shots. Yeah. Right. Thanks. Jeez. Um. Anyway, let's get into some fun stuff. And enough, enough of the controversy uh, surrounding. Connor McDavid's comments. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it's a hot issue right now. So just want to touch base on that quickly. Let's talk about some hardware. All right. So maybe we should just go big early. You know, we're kind of at the mid season point. So who are your heart candidates? If you were to pick a heart trophy winner right now, who's been the MVP from the October season, from the season starting in October? To January 13th, who's the MVP of the NHL, and then who wins MVP? Bard, we are going to you. I am going with who I think is going to, who I think it is as of this point is Ovechkin, and yep. I'm going to stick with him to win it. Um, he seems to, and I think I saw a stat at one point that in all 14 of their wins in this, um, you know, from October through December, he had scored in every single one of their games. Yeah. He's had, he's still, you know, the best goal scorer, arguably in the game yeah. um, okay. at his age. And so to me, that team is absolute trash without him. Whereas, you know, it's easy to say dry or McDavid because, but you know, if you lose one, you still got the other. So right. to me, it's like they sort of cancel each other out. But to me, I'm going to stick with Ovechkin because I think, you know, he will be the one that that will keep that team in the playoffs uh, contention and maybe even win that division. Then who are your other finalists? Give me an e, give me a layup and give me a wild card. I'm still going to I'm still sticking with um wow. I'm still going to stick with um McDavid as as probably a runner up because yep. I think that's the easy one. As far as a little bit of a wild card, and I know this team has sort of fallen off a little bit. Um, but um, and I'm, I always butcher his name, um, kid from Minnesota. That's my job. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Carol Kip, Kip Kira, AK from uh, from <laughs> Minnesota. Kiprasov. Kiprasov. That's what I was gonna say. So. Um, uh, to me, he's been great. Right. So, and I mean, I, to me, he's a bit of a sleeper. And if that team bounces back, I think he's going to sneak into that top three and maybe even finish fourth. But gotcha. maybe he gets a trip to Vegas for the for the award ceremony. Okay, okay, I like it. So you're going with Ovi. I like that pick, Shawnee. What say you? So my three finalists, I'll go obviously McDavid. I'll go Ovi, and I will go my wild card pick. I'll go Johnny Goudreau. Whoa! Yeah, Johnny Hockey. He he's got thirty eight points, so he's eleventh. Calgary's really good, and I think they're gonna, you know, advance pretty far. So I think he's got a 
I think he's got a he's my wild card pick. Right, but you think OB's I think he gets a trip to State. Vegas. Yeah. But ultimately I think uh what Bardo said, I think it's Alexander Ovechkin. I think yeah. he's gonna win the MVP. Right. He's yeah. the best player. Like like Bardo said, he scored and he has what twenty four goals, twenty eight assists, fifty two points, thirty seven games. He's a plus fifteen. Yeah. Like he's he has the most shots in the NHL right now with hundred and seventy. Like what is his age now? Thirty is he thirty-seven? He's thirty-six. He plays twenty-two minutes a night. That is he's averaging twenty-two minutes a night. That is the most he's averaged since two thousand eight, two thousand nine, where he averaged twenty-three minutes a night. That's pretty legit. Yeah. I think he wins the heart. Okay. I like it. So I'm gonna go along with this. And I and I agree. I think Alex Ovechkin right now is the MVP to this point of the season, and I think he wins it. I do. And, and he should, and hats off to him. I mean, what a career to be doing what he's doing at 36. Amazing. I do think that McDavid will be a finalist as well. My wild card. And this is for some of my guys around here. This is for you, Eric, as well. Uh, uh, my guys, Pat McCoy, Adam Z80, my buddy, Willie waters. I don't know if there's a more valuable player on his team right now than Brad Marchand. Yeah, hat trick last night or two nights ago. He had a hat. He was that last night, two nights ago. I have no idea. But, um, you know, I got a text last night from a from a buddy of mine being like, I think Brad Marchand should be in the heart conversation if the Bruins continue to do this. Um, I don't know. I, I left the game last night when it was 2-0. He had set up Pasternak on the second goal. Uh, his production numbers are unbelievable. And I and if he is not in their lineup, I, I do think this is the first year that maybe we've seen Bergeron slow down a little bit. Mm. Um, and Pasternak is so inconsistent. And, um, if Brad Marchand isn't playing the way that he's playing, I don't even know if this team is in the playoff picture. And so if they, if they start creeping it up, Brad Marchand now, will he be a finalist? No, because the league doesn't like him. Yeah. And they certainly like him after his comments about the Olympics. No, Uh, uh... is that right? Is that wrong? I don't know. That's up for someone else to decide, but. Brad Marchand could be a finalist for the heart or should be in that conversation if the Bruins continue on their way. So Yeah, that's a, that's a good pick. He he is kind of a slimy guy, but yeah, it's definitely good. 20 he has 19 goals, 20 assists. Yeah. I mean, and 19 minutes. And it, lately his last few games, I mean, he's just been putting up numbers like crazy. So, um, he's a nice player. I mean, he's the guy you love to hate is the guy you want on your team, right? Yeah, and he'll you know, kiss the ring at Vancouver anytime he can. Yep. Yeah, he'll be ready for that. So so who wins the scoring title? Let's move on to the Art Ross, the Art Ross prediction. And, you know, this is always kind of, well, is this, is this a is this a two, two-person race right now as it has been in the years past between two guys whose teams are just, uh, you know, in in turmoil and uh, – or teams in turmoil and they, you know, who knows, either they're a first-round exit or won't even get in, but two guys are competing for the scoring title on the team. Is that where we are, Sean? One of these two yeah. guys, you know, I think it's you I, it's between Dreisaitl and Connor McDavid. Yeah. Right, right. I think, um, yeah, I think probably McDavid wins the scoring title. Yeah, uh, just because he has the benefits of playing with Dreisaitl. Ovechkin's got fifty-two points behind him, and Ovechkin's really not playing with anybody else. So, yeah, I think it's 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 a two-horse race. I'll give it to McDavid. That's okay. who I. I mean, that's easy. Enough. You are, yeah. I mean, this one is. Um, this one's not oh, yeah. as much fun, I don't think, because it's basically who has the most points. 
Right. You can't argue about anything here. It's, just like, it's yeah. not like Dylan Strom can come out of nowhere and win this award. Oh, you don't think so? Oh, okay. I mean, all right. Well, then I, 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 I'm sorry. Then I, I'll back, I'll back down in my support. <laughs> oh goodness, let's let this. This is my, uh, this is my favorite award right now, and uh, let's get after the Norris Trophy for best defenseman in the NHL. Who's been the best defenseman to this point? Um, who's going to take it? I know how I feel about this thing. I've got three nominees. Uh, we'll start with Bard. We'll start with Bard on this one. Norris Trophy, best defenseman in the NHL. So call me biased, but I am going with UMass alum, Ooh. UMass legend, Kale McCarr. Okay. Um, I okay. mean, his, I understand Colorado got it to a slow start, but now they've turned it around. They look like yep. they're going to, you know, really, yeah. you know, go full steam ahead the rest of the way. He has been unbelievable. He may set the record for most gold by a defenseman. Yep. Um, I mean, he's on pace for, I don't know, is it close to 40? I don't remember, but he, he's, what does he have now? Shawnee usually has his stats up, but so. Yeah, uh, I just put him down. Sorry. Yeah. But but he is, you know, defensively, he's much better than, than I thought he would be, even coming out of college. And he was impressive. And I thought he was a great skater, which, you know, he still is. Um, tremendous offensive defenseman. The move that he put on Kirby Doc was unbelievable. I, I have never seen it. I mean, he skates better than any defenseman I've ever seen, and maybe even better than Duncan Keith, maybe better than Coffee or Leach and right. others. Yeah. He is unbelievable. Yeah. So to me, I think he is going to win it. My runner-up is Adam Fox, who's had another you know tremendous year, maybe even a better year than last year because I think he's even he's gotten better defensively okay um and he's still you know really good offensively but okay. um but to me i think and then my my wild card it's not really a wild card sleeper because he could certainly finish um you know winning the trophy or or second is uh aaron ekblad yeah um, it's another a good tremendous year ton of minutes and five on five um yeah. plays in all situations um, I love the kid, and, and remember also he, he he had a devastating injury last year. Yeah, so, no, it was gross. Yeah. Right, so he no, he's gross. back this year, and he's he right. is back for sure. Yeah, so those are those are good picks. I like those. I like those, Johnny. I'm going to jump in and go second, just so I'm not always last. Oh yeah, for sure. Well, um, I'm going to go Victor Hedman. Victor Hedman, 38 points, 38 games right now, and that's not even his job. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, his team is excellent. Who knows how many of those are secondary assists, but I don't, I don't know. I still think he's the best defenseman in the game. Will he get the award? I think that there might be a little bit of a, uh, I don't want to use the word bias cause that's not right. Cause I do think Makar might be deserving in the end, but you know, I think that from a marketing standpoint, Makar might be the guy that they want to go with. Um, at the end of the day, I, I've got Makar in my top three and then I've got Rosie. Um, in there, I think he's Michael at a pretty... no, uh, <laughs> Roman, <laughs> Roman Yossi, the first place Nashville Predators, and he's their leading scorer, yeah. And, um, so I mean, I he plays in Nashville and doesn't get talked about very much, and he's he's their best player, he is. um, by far. And, um, and so I, I think he could be a finalist this year. Um, I, I actually think he and Hedman would be, I'd, I'd put them ahead of Makar right now. Will it finish that way? I don't know. We'll see. Makar is really starting to play and Makar is always good for the highlight reel. And so when those things get posted, it, it gets, uh, it gets noticed and it gets reviews. So, but I, I don't know. Victor Hedman, I think is the most complete defense defenseman out there right now. Will it be Makar someday? Sure. But right now I still think Hedman holds the, uh, the belt 
Uh, Shawnee, what do you got? I mean, my finalists are Victor Hedman, Makar, and probably I would think Roman Yossi. Those would be my three. And I was going to give it to Victor Hedman because, yep. I mean, like everything you've said, complete defenseman. Um, one of the he shuts down the best player on the ice every time he's on the ice. They're a good team, and I think Victor Hedman deserves it. He's also, um, you know, fancy stats. We love them. Not really, but Victor <laughs> Hedman is number one in the NHL with total goals on ice four. It's 73. Wow. So he's been on the ice for 73 of Tampa Bay's goals. Like, yeah. And Aaron Ekblad, who uh, I know was spoken about earlier, is at 70, and then – little farther down the line, Kel McCarr tied for six with 66. But they're the top three defensemen. Yeah. So clearly they put points. When they're on the ice, their team scores. And how do they do that? They keep the puck out of their own end. Yeah. So, and the Norris Trophy's kind of been more of an offensive award as of late. It's not – Yeah. It has, it's yeah. not back in the day where you're like a shutdown, like Nicholas Lindstrom defenseman right. anymore. Yeah. It's more of an – everything is geared towards scoring now. No longer a dead puck era trophy. Correct, yep. That's for sure. Though I don't miss the dead puck era. Not one one bit. Boy, was that brutal. The Hawks were bad and the league was bad. Yeah. Everything bad, kind of like now. Um, weird. Um, all right. Shawnee, you're going to get first crack here. Okay. I'll go third again. I'll go first at some point. I just don't want to. I like hearing you guys more. Vesna Trophy prediction. Ooh. The outstanding goaltender. I, I think they're – you want to talk about wild cards. I think we got a lot to talk about on this one. And um, this could be really, really fun. So if you want to punt, if you want to defer to the second half and take the kickoff then, feel free to hand it off to someone, Shawnee. We don't want to put you on the spot here. Okay, so my finalist, I'm going to go with Jack Campbell. Yes, I love it. I'm going to go with Frederick Anderson. And UC Soros, the National of Predators, are my three. And I'm going to give it to – I always love a good comeback story. I love a good success story. Even though he plays for the Maple Leafs and, you know, it's everybody's God-given right to hate them. I'm going to give it to Jack Campbell. Jack Campbell. I think Jack Campbell wins the Vesna right. Trophy. I mean, he's got a 2.02 goals against average this year. His yeah. save percentage is .935, and he's got 18 wins. Yeah, He's third in the league behind the great Andre Vasilevsky and Yori Soros, who's number three now, with now, 20 oh, wins. Yeah, now let's compliment Yes, or your Soros from the – or Soros from the Predators. I'm butchering right. his name. Yeah, par for the course. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, let's compliment that with something real quick before we go to you, Bard. Are, are, are we laughing at the Maple Leafs going into the playoffs again? Or they have their guy now, it seems like. Or is it just like, nope, Leafs are going to be the Leafs? The problem gonna, with them has always been – well, the problem with them has not only been goaltending, but it's also been, you know, defense. Yeah, they so don't it's have like, okay, you fixed one problem, but now you still got, you know, holes on the other side of the boat. Yeah, yep. yeah they give up a ton of shots. Yeah, Campbell's faced the six most shots in the NHL. He's going to have to steal it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. All right, I, I digress, but that's too much fun to talk about. Um, Bardo, your top three, who you got, who's winning this thing? So I'm going with, and I'm going to go from three, two, and one. My number three is also Freddie Anderson, who's had a great okay. year for Carolina, surprise. 
Uh, number two, Jacob Markstrom from yep. Calgary, who's had yep. an excellent year. Slowed um, down a bit, but he looks good. Yep, he slowed down a bit, but he's, uh, you know, he's looked really good. I think he's going to have a good second half. Maybe not yep. as dominant as he was, but he, he was good. Um, and number one, I got to agree with Shawnee is Campbell. I, you know, everyone loves a good comeback story. Um, I think also, you know, a lot of these awards are also about, you know, what's the narrative around it. And we know that there's been some, you know, issues in goal, you know, also on defense, as I just said, um, related to the Leafs. And to me, this guy has come in has probably been the best goaltender, um, you know, they've had in years. So to me, I think it's a great story and, and I think Campbell wins it. Okay. I like it. I like it a lot. I've got Campbell winning it as well. Um, so we are all in unison here. And my finalists, I do have Freddie Anderson and I've got Tristan Jari in there. Uh, oh, okay. Who's doing, and, and I, he could win it. He's leading the league in goals against average right now. Uh, he's their guy. His save percentage is in the top five in the league. The yep. Penguins are 0. so Yeah. The Penguins are so dangerous right now. I mean, they're really playing their best hockey, um, probably in two or three years. Um, and Jari's been a big part of that. You know, they had Malkin out. For a long time, he's finally back. But Jari's been a big reason that they've been in this position, and he's been holding down the fort. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to give the edge to Campbell. But my wild card, like, hey, who knows, is uh, I think Tristan Jari is going to be a finalist, and we'll uh, we'll see what happens with that. That's so. a really good pick because they. I thought he was going to get run out of town after after his terrible yeah. playoff performance. I mean, yeah, I, I think so. That that giveaway up the middle to who was that Bailey on the yeah, Islanders? Just put it right on the stick. Yeah, I was I was chuckling quite a bit. Um, on that one, my Islanders, who were my Stanley Cup pick, oh, God, I think they were mine too. Ooh. Never, never gonna live that one down. I should have worn my Islanders hat tonight. Maybe that yeah. one next week. Don't yeah. worry, they only played three games this season. They have like seventy-eight yeah. more to go. So they sure do. They sure do. So we're gonna we're gonna go with we're gonna go with the Calder, and then we're gonna get into the ones that are really hard to predict, <laughs> and that's when so many names are gonna throw out. But let's talk Calder. Let's talk Rookie of the Year. Um, I'm going to go first this time. I'm going to I'm going to take the floor. I'm going to take the mic. I've got three guys the finalists. I've got Lucas Raymond out of Detroit, who's having a stellar first campaign, pumping a lot of points. They've got their guys. Trevor Zegras is going to be in the conversation. He's probably going to get a lot of votes. He's probably going to get a lot of looks because of his high re highlight reel play. Uh, but I am going to give the Calder Trophy to Moritz Sider in Detroit, who plays over 20 minutes a night is top rookie in scoring. He's learning the game very well. He's an asset. Stevie Y, how did you do it? Um, none of us will know why you picked him, how you spotted him. Um, the kid's a real player. He's legit at his age, and he's doing so much in Detroit, and he's a stalwart. And They're going to be in the playoffs next year. I don't think it'll be this year, but they're going to do the Blackhawks thing where it's like, the oh, we'll just miss this year, but wow, was that fun. And then the following year, they'll be like, yeah, we're still young enough where we don't know what we're doing. And then we're going to make it to the semis. Then all of a sudden, they're going to be a cup contender. And this is going to be the guy for a number of years. I'm going Moritz Sider, the uh, rookie of the year for Calder. Let's go to Bard, and then we'll go to Shawnee. 100% agree with you. And, Whoa! You know, the, the interesting thing about Sider is I think he's the best player on his team. And to be a rookie and be a defenseman, yeah. And be the best player on your team to me is is a huge accomplishment. So to me, he he wins it hands down. Awesome. Who yeah, do you, I. Do you have I, finals? I, oh, I'm sorry, Johnny. No, go ahead. 
My finalists are also the same as yours. It's Lucas oh, okay. Raymond, right. who's come yeah. up right away as, as, as a tremendous yeah. scorer, and, and Zegras. I mean, yeah. that highlight is going to stick with him. People yeah. are going to pay attention to him. Yeah. Yep. And I think uh, I think Cider's going to win, and I think I think you're right. And I think Cider being like oh um, like people were booing that pick, like they were like all the pundits were crushing I or Stevie Y for it. Everybody was. So I think that's another reason why I went. He's such a he's far and above above everybody's expectations, what they thought about him, and they developed him. They let him play a whole year in the AHL. He's come up this year, set it on fire. They're going to be, like you said, they're going to make the playoffs, and he's going to be a big reason why. And he's going to be their defensive stalwart for years to come. Yeah. Like, I think he's he's got to win the Calder. If he doesn't, there's something wrong with the voting. Yeah. We'll get the count involved. Stop yep. the count. Stop the <laughs> count. No. We, we all agree on one. How about that? All of the same three. So, uh, good stuff. Good stuff. All right. Um, now, the next one, the criteria in recent years for this award has bugged me quite a bit, and I'll get into that in a minute, but the Selkie Trophy prediction, best defensive forward in the game, should be called the best defensive center in the game, because all of a sudden, I don't know when it was, fine, I'll just say it right now, it drives me crazy that face-off percentage is now criteria for this award and they don't call it the best defensive center and they don't have a best defensive winger award. It drives me insane. For a lot of those reasons, no difference to Patrice Bergeron, who has basically owned this award for a long time. You know, Marion Hosa, who is the best defensive forward of his generation, never stood a chance because he never took draws. Right. So I just that so I just want to throw that out there that I think the criteria around this award and how it's phrased is lousy. At any rate, Bardo Selkie, what are you thinking for this one? So I'm going with okay. So my top three are Alex Barkov. Yep. Um, that, that team having another tremendous year defensively, um, and he's right at the center of it along with Ekblad. Um, I am going with your guy uh, Bergeron. I mean, yep. he's he still, I get it that he's slowed down a little bit, but he's still shutting people down like crazy. He's still the guy. He's still the guy. Still the guy. And I am going to go a little bit younger here. I, I, I was going back and forth with who my third guy was going to be. And I'm going to go with Matthew Kachuk because I Ooh. think he's having a real good year. And if you watch him mm -hmm. play, and I've watched, you know, I would say I've watched about five Calgary games for no apparent reason other than they've been just on TV. And he's really good defensively. Like, I've always known him as, as a good goal scorer, power forward type. But okay. he actually is very good defensively, too. Awesome. All right. I like it. Genius and my picks. winner is Barkov. Yeah, I think Barkov is – he's a special talent, that one. 26 years young and – has a lot going for him. Uh, what, what's he? Oh, does he really? Oh, well. I think he is. I think he's a free agent like after next season. Oh, well, he's going to crack the bank big time. Oh, yeah. Uh, what say you, Shawnee? What do you got on this? Barkov, Bergeron, and Strong. I don't even know who my third pick would be. This one's <laughs> so tough to, to judge. Yeah. That's Best player in college. I've ever seen. No, Hendrik Borgstrom is not going to be <laughs> my. You know what? Yeah, Hendrik Borgstrom will be my wild card pick. He'll be the third one. And 
uh, after many many hours of deliberation, yeah. I'll go with Barkov. Okay, gotcha. Barkov's great. I've got Barkov to win it. I've got Bergeron second, and I've got third, Ange Kopitar of the second place Los Angeles Kings all of a sudden. He was the yeah. other one that I was toying with. Yeah, I mean, I he still has it. He's the leader of that team. He's winning in the dot now. His plus minus right now, if he's going to be a finalist, needs to be rectified. Yeah. I think he's like a minus seven or eight or something. They'll look at that and just be like, no. But um, possibility for him to be a finalist. And he's won it already twice. He won it in 16 and 18. Yeah. I think right now, honestly, Jonathan Taves is second in faceoff percentage in the NHL Mm -hmm. right now, I believe. Um, And he clearly plays a defensive game now. (laughs) Yeah. But – I, I don't. There's no way they're giving it to anyone on the Blackhawks this year, no. um, and I, I also don't think he should win it for that matter. Um, a, couple, a couple more awards. Uh, there's the Lindsay, the Ted Lindsay Trophy for the outstanding player, which I just, I don't. I just want to touch base on. I don't know if we need to have a bunch of candidates for that. Basically, that's, you know, Ovechkin might be the MVP, but they might say, but McDavid's the best player. Um, and that's just might how that will land. Are they wrong? No. You know, so that that makes sense. I don't really know what they do with that award. Um, the Lady Bang could be anything. Um, there have been in the years past, it's like a guy who had a really good season, but they ran out of hardware for him. So they said, give him the Lady Bang. I remember yeah. Kane, was, Kane was always a candidate for the Lady Bang when they were like, oh, man, he's so good, but he's just not heartworthy yet. You know, And so he'd always be a candidate for the Lady Bang. Wasn't it usually defined as like the most gentlemanly player? It was, yeah. Right. But you, and so didn't that originally, I don't know if it meant it this, but wasn't it usually looked at as who had the least amount of penalty minutes? And it was always like Gretzky. Didn't Gretzky win like 10 of them? Gretzky won it. Gretzky, when he was winning, Art Ross and Hart was getting that. So, yeah, because he always had like two penalty minutes a year. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I, yeah, Gretzky, Ron Francis, Paul Correa. Pavel Datsuk wanted a bunch. Yeah. Well, so Slavin won it last year um, in Carolina. And as a defenseman, you know, there's um, there's one defenseman in the NHL that's a regular right now that has no penalties, and that's Andy Green. I don't know if he'll be a finalist. I mean, I've, I'll, I'll throw mine out there. I've got Jack Hughes, um, Andy Green, and my, my winner is uh, Evan Rodriguez. Of the of the Pittsburgh Penguins, who in 35 games has 15 goals, 15 assists, is plus nine, and he's got no penalties. Um, now, is anyone watching him? I don't know. If he ends up winning this after this podcast, all of you owe me a coke. Mm. Um, but so th- those are my three guys, and I'll I'll go with Rodriguez uh, for fun because um, that's exciting. Uh, Shawnee. Uh it's usually a name award. I mean, Slavin's yeah. probably the First name like McKinnon won it, Barkov won it, Carlson, Goudreau, Kopitar. Um, so I will go with uh, just to make Eric Andrews' heart flutter. I will go with Slavin again. Oh, you've made a friend. I I did. I, I'm sure I'll get a tweet. Shut up, Sean, or something like that. <laughs> yeah. So we better check the messages in about five minutes here. Oh man. My goodness. Okay. Do you have any other finalists? Or- no. Yeah. no. Yeah, yeah. Bardo, what, what say you, Bardo? So my uh, my winner, I, I, I'm going to go with um, Barkov as my winner. Um, okay. You know, 
really yeah. not much more to say. It's hard to really pick anybody else. My runners up are uh, Jacob Truba and Tom Wilson. Gotcha. <laughs> Outstanding. I have no freaking idea. I know. I know. For those of you who don't know Truba or Tom Wilson, uh, do some googling, and you'll be like, "Why did they? Why did he pick them?" Um, let's go. Let's go to something. Um, Shawnee's disappeared for a minute, but I'm sure he'll be back. Let's go to an award right now, Barbardo. I definitely want to start with you on this one because I'd love to hear your thoughts. And that's the Jack Adams, and that's Coach of the Year. Yeah, um, that's a good one. Um, you've referenced many good coaches in our podcast in the past. So I, I really want to start with you and hear what you got here. Um, oh, see might God. have it. And it's hard, it's hard to know because this, this is one where you do it mid-season. It means nothing. It, it does because, you know, it's like a, a month ago, Nashville wasn't even, you know, in the discussion of as a playoff team. And now here they are. L.A. all of a sudden has, you know, come back to life. And then you've got Colorado, who everyone expected. But now they're back. It's like – you yeah. could go in a million and one directions and probably not be wrong. Right. But there's an argument for a lot of for a lot of them. Um, I would say without having and I'm gonna bring up the standings because I need to look at that first. Yeah. Um, but because I have a few names in mind okay. that I want to go with. Gotcha. I am gonna go with, I'll tell you who I'm gonna go with. Mm. You know what? I got to go with uh, Nashville's coach, which is uh, – who is it? I'm going to slip my head. Going to have to look it up. About <laughs> I can't that. believe I'm slipping. It's not Reardon. It's uh, – No, John Hines. John Hines, right. Who was, who, who, was the, who was the Penguins coach, the Devils coach, and, and yep. a solid, solid coach. You know – he wins where he goes. So, I mean, yes. you know, he doesn't have a lot of talent here, but quite frankly, I mean, he he's winning here. So to me, he would be my, my winner right now. Got um, my second choice, I would probably go with, Oh man, <laughs> this is a hard one. Wow. It is tough. It is tough. I did a little home. I had to do homework. That's I didn't do sure. much homework. So forgive no. me. You know, who I'm going to take, Dallas Eakins. Yeah, that, that's who I've got. I've got, well, Anaheim. I've got Anaheim. Dallas. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, Anaheim just, you know, came out of nowhere, went with the youth movement, and, you know, they still got some of the old horses like Getzlaff and others, but yeah. they're winning. And, yeah. and that's that to me is impressive. Yeah. Um, and then as far as a third one, oh, God, that's a tough call. I mean – Maybe maybe you say – I think it's a long shot to happen because of how good of a start that they had, but I got to say Andrew Burnett. Yeah, that could, because, that's a good pick. What's that? That's a good pick. I mean, quite frankly, I mean, he, yeah. he took over for Quinville, who was winning. Yeah. What does that have to do – you know, that, that has to do a lot to a team. Is yeah. that you lose a guy who is a, a future Hall of Famer, and then he takes over having no head coaching experience – and the team is just continuing to win. Right. So to me, I got to give him credit for that one. But again, this is all going to change because all of a sudden yeah. Detroit can be in the playoff mix. And then, you know, you got to right. go with him. Last yeah. Show. yeah. And I, you know, so, you know, I know we, we talked about, 
you know, we were going to do on ice awards. This is the only off ice award, you know, that we're going to touch. It's a major award. Yeah. Major award. Sorry to put on a spot. The only other one is, is, you know, the GM of the year, which we, we could debate. Um, but then again, that's all based on end product. It's tough mid year. Um, you know, for the, the sorry, gentlemen, I'm back. Welcome back. The, uh, I listened the whole time, but I had to, uh, had to take my dog outside. Awesome. So the Jack Adams, I've got uh, Dean Evison. We've talked about um, who's, who's been great in Minnesota. Now, a lot of that will depend on if Minnesota can finish what they started um, and continue their ways and how they've done it. I've got him as a finalist. I have Eakins and then I've got Todd McClellan in LA. Um, because LA's moving, you know, now, will there, will the three finalists be from the West? No, not in a million years. Mm-hmm. Um, but those are my three and I'm going to go with McClellan. I want LA to stick. I want this to work for them. You know, I'm big. They're like what I want my Blackhawks to be a reclamation project almost. Um, and so, so away they go. Uh, Shawnee, this is going to be our only off ice award that we touched tonight. Do you have any thoughts on the Jack Adams? And I do. I'm going to say um, one of my finalists is going to be Andrew Minette from the Florida Panthers. Yep. Love it. I am going to say Peter Laviolette for the Washington Capitals. Mm-hmm. Very nice. And then I am going to say, kind of torn on the third one here. I, I was doing some thinking. Hmm, I'm going to go John Cooper for the Tampa Bay Lightning. Okay. And okay. I am going to go with, I'm going to go with John Cooper for okay. the Tampa Bay Lightning. Okay. Because I think it's, they're in a really tough spot. They won, you know, they won the cup last season. They're a really good team. Um, it's hard to stay on top, especially when you're getting everybody's best shot. They won back-to-back years. Yeah. They're on top again in their division. Kucherov He's going to lead them into the playoffs again. again. Yeah. Yeah, I think he wins it again. I think Eiserman built that team, but he came along with those players. And I yeah. think if he's not there, they don't win. Yep. No, I would agree. I would agree. He's definitely done a good job down there. So I'm going to go. And, yes, all three finalists won't come from the same conference. Like no, mine. they won't. They won't. They won't. I mean, I'm sure because it's New York that Gallant's going to get probably some yep. love. He might get in there. You know. get- Is uh, Jeremy Carlton getting any love? <laughs> nope. Nope. He's somewhere eating his feelings. Um, if he has any. A Swedish restaurant? I don't know. Who knows what Bruce Boudreaux is going to get in. Yeah, that's brutal. So, well, there you have it, folks. We're approaching the hour, and the Blackhawks are almost halfway through the first period. So, does Reichel have any goals yet? or Yeah, nothing. There's no score. So we've missed very little. So we still have time to tune in. So it's a good time for us to declare victory on the evening. Um, any final uh, thoughts on the show tonight, guys, or any final parting words of wisdom? I had actually had a, a question. I know we kind of went around in the league, but who do you think the MVP of the Blackhawks is? Who would be their Hart Trophy winner this season? Debrinkit. Debrinkit. Nebrinket. That's what uh, that's what I figured. Yeah. You know, I just thought I'd ask. Yeah. And maybe uh, this is just maybe a thought for the and the next show. Maybe we do the Razzie Awards. Like cool. I don't know if you guys are familiar. So anything. So the Academy Awards are usually given out to like the best picture and stuff. The Razzies are the worst. So like they mm-hmm. give them out to worst movie. Sure. Worst. So maybe we do right. like maybe I'm- next week we do like. Worst start, worst coach, like something like that. Like the 
you know, like Gabardo's Islanders, the Blackhawks. You could only have one Blackhawk or something. I'm not an Islander fan. I know. Yeah. (laughs) Well, we'll, yeah. No, we had lots of good ideas. You know, folks, uh, you know, everyone out there, continue to tune in. We're going to get creative with our shows moving forward. We're also going to have, at some point, an Olympic preview where we look at men's Olympic rosters as well as a women's Olympic preview uh, because that's really the tournament to watch as yep. soon as they go overseas. So we're going to have a lot of good stuff. Blackhawks prospect Drew Comesco was invited to Team Drew USA. Drew Comesco was invited, yep, to be on the roster. I don't know what they're going to do or if they're going to let, uh, you know, NCAA players go, if their teams are going to let them go or they're going to leave it up to them because the timing of it, particularly for all those Michigan guys that have been invited, as, as we talked about last week, um, is very interesting because if they get COVID over there, they're going to be there for an awfully long time, and it's going to affect the entire reason why they came back to play uh, college hockey in the first place. So that should yeah. be interesting. So we're going to get into some of that. Bardo, any last words, shots, words of wisdom? Yes, for you guys. You know, we talk about Shawnee's hat game always at the top. One thing I forgot yes. to do is talk about my shirt game for tonight, ah. which is okay. a Chiefs Ooh. shirt, and it's with Bears legend – Number 69. Oh, Kyle Long. Yeah, Kyle who's Long. now Chiefs legend, Kyle Long. And I, 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 I had to get the shirt first, you know, because I'm I'm still, you know, a kid at heart. When I know. saw that Kyle Long actually picked number 69, I was like, I got to get this. And so, I, I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, Bardo, he was added to the active roster recently. Just, yeah, because he was hurt. He hurt. He got hurt during training camp. Um, yeah, he was on um, the pop list. Yeah, he, he right. broke his foot or his fibula or something like that, and then he literally was active for the first game last week against Denver. So, yeah, wow. I was hoping that he, I was when you turned around. I was hoping to see Christian Okoye or Derek Thomas, but I'll, no, that's, I'll in take, clo- that's in the closet. Those are like real jerseys okay. in the closet, or maybe a Dante Hall. Yeah, <laughs> the human joystick. No, the it's human probably, joystick. Yeah, I do have a Matt Castle jersey. I'm not proud of that. Oh. So in the in the spirit of uh in the spirit of shout outs to to dads, um, you know, I, I just if you guys don't mind, just want to end the show with this quick plug. Um, you know, Shawnee wished uh, his dad happy birthday uh last week. And again, happy belated, Mr. Fitzgerald. Hope to meet you someday. Um, you know, I, I just wanted to give a, a quick story and a quick shout out to my father. Um two years ago, you know, every the Olympics are coming up again, and when hockey comes up and the Olympics come up, of course. The first uh, one of the things that comes to mind, whether it's, you know, you think I think about Olympic hockey and whether it's 98 with the women winning their first gold, um, you know, or their their shootout victory as well. But, you know, I go back to, um, you know, 1980 always comes up in the Miracle on Ice. And so Al Michaels gave an interview uh, two years ago on the 40th anniversary of the Miracle on Ice. And um you know, I, I play this game with my friends a lot, and I'm sure you guys do it too, and we could even do it on this podcast where you say, okay, top three games that you wish you could have been there to see it in action. And um, so for the longest time ever, I, I had 1980 and, the, and the, the win, the USA win over the Russians on that list, be like, oh, my God, that's that's number one for me. I but just Al got goosebumps Ma- thinking about it. Yeah, but Al, Al Michaels gave this interview, and he said, um, you know, he said people either know it where they were when it happened or they know it as a bedtime story. And mm-hmm. so, I mean, I was all of one and a half when it happened. And um, so, you know, being my father being a hockey player, me being a hockey player growing up, um, I grew up with his version of 
you know, where, where he was when it happened and how he came home and how the game was being played later and how Jim, Jim Lampley was up there going, you're not going to want to miss this folks. And all the fans screaming in the background. And he turned to my mother and I I think my sister and I, we had a babysitter there off at some function and he goes, no way. You don't think they actually, you don't think they actually won, do you? But, um, and then they sat and watched the game. So I grew up with that story. And so um, where I'm going with this is when Al Michaels said that, that, you know, it as a bedtime story, if someone were to ask me uh, today or any day moving forward, if I would trade that bedtime story of my father telling me that story over and over again to physically be there and watch the game, I would not trade it. Um, I love that story. I love how he told it to me growing up. And um, I love you, dad. Uh, thank you for always telling me that story. Excited to watch some Olympic hockey, uh, hopefully with you. And, um, you know, thanks for always uh, for being there. And um, you're a good dude, Bruce. Uh, thanks so much. Sorry, guys, but had to give him a shout. <laughs> Great way to end it. Love it. Well, viewers, thank you so much. Uh, those who tuned in, we will be back next week. And so follow the rank. And also our sponsor, one last shout out, Puck Hockey, P-U-C. HCKY.com. Use discount code the rink in all caps for 10% off. $100 gets you a free t shirt. Check out our gear. It's good stuff. Um, I'm Andy Campbell on behalf of the Bard and Sean Fitzgerald. Thank you for listening tonight. Go Hawks and uh, tune in again next week.